Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG-13. Hello, Kathy here. As you know, we have TV reviews uh, over on our Patreon. And this month we've been really enjoying The Fall of the House of Usher on Netflix. And we decided to do two batches um, talking about it. So breaking it in half, first four episodes and then the next four episodes. And we thought we'd put the first four on the main feed um, for anyone to listen to who wants to. And if you want to hear us talking about the next batch, head over to patreon.com forward slash cinemile where we actually have a seven day free trial and you can listen to the next bit and unsubscribe and not even pay any money. Bye. Your Honor, no matter how much evidence stacked against them, the Asher crime family stands stronger and darker than ever before. Anyone comes after us, we will exhaust our arsenal until the threat's neutralized. By neutralized, do you mean sued into oblivion on the streets? Neutralized, like dead. You guys, we really should get together more often. It's just a balm for the soul. Hello, patrons. Hello. We are here to talk about Netflix's new show, The Fall of the House of Usher. I should say Mike Flanagan's new show. It's um, the Flanniverse. It's, it's part of the Flanniverse, yeah, which is a thing that they try to coin <laughs> and is very stupid. Um, but for anyone who doesn't know, Mike Flanagan is the sort of a horror um, writer and director, um, has done a lot of really good quality Netflix shows the Haunting of Hill House uh, which we loved yeah obsessed um, the sequel Haunting of Bly Manor which we did not love and didn't finish um, what else Midnight Mass which was fantastic loved. it was so good uh, we loved that and I'd that say that's tween, probably his best one the tween show that you watched yeah you fell off that mid, mid, the Midnight Club I think it was called or something yeah. like that uh, which was a, an adaptation of a 90s sort of teen YA thing which was okay, I thought. Um, it's still good. Like. Still good. Yeah. But, but um, yeah, Mike Flanagan, uh, also like a gr- great horror um, director as well, you know, did uh, Doctor Sleep, uh, has done a, another, a couple of other Stephen King adaptations, I think. Um, I love it. He's just firmly in his niche. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. brilliant horror. But I think, and now we're going to go into spoilers for this. So we've received press screeners for it. We're in the middle of a binge. It hasn't come out yet, but the day it comes out, we're going to release this episode. Don't listen until you've watched the first four episodes. But. Which we highly recommend. Highly recommend yeah. watching it. Go watch it because yeah. it's it's really good. If you like any of his other stuff, this is up there. This is top tier Flanniverse. But also, if you don't like, I haven't seen any of his other stuff, but you like Succession, <laughs> then this is I your show. I don't know, no, I don't this think that's right. This show is Haunting of Hill House meets Succession. Yeah, I, exactly. I don't think you can say, review. if you like Succession, watch this. I, I think, think you can. I think there are, no, I don't think that's right. I think there are If you like awful things, rich families, 
yeah. This there, is your show. There are things in here. There's, there's elements of succession in this, even to the point where we were like, even, we feel like the music is aping succession at points. <laughs> at the also though, it's just piano, which succession hasn't painted. No, but it's very similar. It it's like the piano, then the then the then the pause, then the strings come in. It yeah. was like, well, hang on. Um, but yeah, I would think, I think, but it is it is also. Um, very different to Succession. This is campier. This is gorier. It's got. It's more horror. Mm-hmm. It's it is spooky. horror. It's horror thriller. I think why gory. I like him though is he's like spooky horror. Like he's very much a like horror that you might tell your friends are in a campfire when you're a kid. Like ghost story. Yeah. Like it's the kind of horror I like. Actually, I really like it. It's. It feels right to be released coming up to Halloween. We get some good jump scares out of it. There's a lot of humour in There's it. A There's, There's a great mystery. There's a great mystery throughout this. And we're on spoilers now, okay? So okay. turn off if you haven't watched it because I know all our patrons are going to really like yes. the show. Spoilers for the first four episodes. Yeah. And of I the think there's eight, so we're halfway through. Yeah. We are obsessed. We are desperate to binge this show. Um, it's the kind of show that I want to take a day off work to just watch. Through. Oh, it's a real binge, it's isn't it? So haven't good. had a, we haven't had a binge this good in a while. Yeah. Where you're just like, do you know, this show just nips along. It's so quick, mm-hmm. fast. I really, I don't think it's, I don't think it's perfect. I mean, it's a little bit, it's a little bit, um, it's a little bit all over the place sometimes. It's not. Like, no, no, no. I, oh, come on. If one thing I will criticize it for is that they make this big deal in the first episode about. Um, um, okay, there is there is an um, there's an informant amongst us, and mm-hmm. we're going to make and this is in the trailer as well, and we're going to put a bounty on one of your heads, fifty million dollars to whoever can find the person. And you're like, oh my god, this is awesome! All the siblings are going to be hunting each other. They're going to be trying to bring each other down. But then it kind of just goes it it, it totally drops that, and nobody is trying to get each other or find out who the informant dying. is. Yeah, but, but no, no. But I'm just saying that for me is 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 a failing of the show they set something up and do- and maybe they'll deliver on that in the second half but really it got like i thought that was going to be a key driver for for the siblings and their and their behavior but it, it isn't it goes straight to um oh prospero isn't interested in that he just wants to set up a party and uh, your man just wants to kill this cat and but no, no, no th- sorry this criticism is minor but it is bugging me no, overall i'm having so much fun watching the siblings be mental and be picked off one by but one. But I don't think it's—I don't think it's setting up that hunt thing. That's just an element. That's just showing us how awful their come on. It makes a big deal is. of it. It makes it, a big deal. No, Dave, it makes a bigger deal of the fact that they're all killed and yeah, that the dad's no, no, being that. haunted. That's the setup. I love the that framing. Other, that's just texture as to how awful the family is and stuff. I do love the framework of that. This, the, I, I, I'm love really any, it. every time it comes back to him in this old hall house telling his old. His old uh, um, <laughs> I love uh, nemesis, stuff. this story, and and these ghosts are popping up around it's him. So it's good. really good. And oh my god, that actor, what's his name? Um, the guy playing so, the dad. So I don't good. know him, but he is phenomenal in this. I just love the cast the is fantastic. In the this. cast is incredible. Bruce Greenwood. Thanks. All the siblings are incredible. This is why I feel succession to me, aside from the fact of like their filthy wealth, but like. I'm so interested in watching every character. There's loads of them. There's more siblings here. I think they're all very well drawn. Like I understand who they all are from the first episode, really. They're like archetype or whatever. And they're all, you know, loathsome in their own way. And we're just kind of like waiting to see how they all die now. The first death, that's oh, son, the young son. Horrific stuff. Horrific. 
And also, but I felt like he got a really good episode where we really understood his character, where like, he's been given this opportunity to launch a business and he's such a loser that his own, he, what was his thing again? Blowjobs in a whiskey bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Glenfiddich, he had a Glenfiddich sponsorship. Oh my God, like it was pathetic. I and always, then he gets I always admire bar. a show when they, they bring in a real life product placement for one of the characters to do something about product placement. Yeah. Community used to do that really well as well. Very that's Because the show would have actually been paid by Glenn Fiddick. And then it's all building that. up to his like orgy and we know he's going to die. So it, you're watching it through your fingers of like this but horror. This bothered of- me so much. I was so infuriated. Uh, but I guess it's consistent with this idiot of a character. Like why would he just like plug into this this, 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 like what he assumes is water, um, because without testing a, it or anything. He gave an explanation. Oh, they always kept a clean water supply on the roof. Now, may we remind which you, which he young was man, right about. But may we remind you, young man, that the reason you heard of this building is because you were sitting in a board meeting where they were talking about condemned buildings I that know, were right? potentially contaminating. <laughs> but his father calls that out in the following yeah. episode, where he's just like, he didn't listen if he paid an ounce of attention. See, that's what I to the family all business. That. And I also love the fact that he's like setting up this like orgy and invites his sister and all. Like that was already fun. Yeah. We're loving uh, Elliot from ET is back in this. He was in the haunting pill house as well. He's the kind of foolish older brother. So I love that his wife went along and he kind of seemed really clueless when she was going out and stuff. And then it's just that whole sequence where the woman comes through and she's got the mask on and the whole orgy's happening and he's like building up to this moment where he turns on the sprinklers, which even if they weren't filled with acid, I don't actually think it's the vibe people are looking for in like a dirty old warehouse. But it'd be so slippy. Imagine <laughs> the health and safety issues. <laughs> it would just be filthy, like it would be <laughs> horrible, even if it hadn't been asset. But Cathy, what you're describing to me is the reality of what an orgy would be like. <laughs> it would just be filthy and horrible. Well, I'm I sure it sounds great in, in theory. I'd like but to like, I'd no like thanks. to think I'd be in like a clean space and not in a dirty old warehouse. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know, like right? how do they clean it up so quickly? It can't have been that clean. And then they're all so stupid they don't spot that there's bloody cameras filming them. And they're so obvious because when Mark Hamill goes in in he the next episode, them. he's just like, yep, camera there. I camera, love how the yep. son, though, in fairness to him, was actually like, this is the real moneymaker. I'm filming them and I'm going to blackmail them. So they showed him to be a bit cleverer than yeah. what, what we thought he was. Yeah. And particularly, and all his guests to be go- not clever. He at was all. going to be blackmailing the wife in particular, or the, the brother um, whose wife he'd invited, which did feel a bit mean. But then you can't really blackmail someone if they're wearing a mask. And then the, well, I think you could prove it to them though. And then the kind of ghost lady, we think she might be the devil, shows up and she's like, it's always sweetest the moment before you get it. And then I just love how they framed the orgy shot, how they're all looking up at the ceiling, how his face is in like ecstasy. And then the tap comes on and it's just acid. Like it was sick. It was it really was sick. So very, very memorable, sick. very twisted. Yeah, yeah. so good. Uh, on to the next death. Who died next? The sister, the PR sister. The PR sister, love yeah. Her. So she dies she's in the monkey in all attack. Of them. Did you say she's married? She's to Mike him? Flanagan's wife. Yeah. yeah. She's brilliant. So we, I mean, let's comment quickly on the fact that he, you know, he he's doing the Ryan Murphy American Horror Story thing where you know you've got your troupe of actors and you they're just playing different roles each time. So he does bring and in some fresh ones. He, he always brings in. He yeah. always brings in a few fresh, but the. Uh, but for the most part, this is a mixture of the cast of Haunting a Hill House, Midnight Mass. Well, all the Mass, four shows we mentioned. The Midnight, yeah, Club. Um, and the Blind what, I mean, what do you think about, the, about that approach and do you think it kind of works here? I love it. I think it's really fun. And he brings in new ones as well, like Mark Hamill. That's unreal. And he's really good in this. He's really, really fun freaky. in this. Um, and I don't think all, I don't think we've seen 
or maybe we have seen all the kids before because I never finished Blythe Manor or the other one but um, no, I, the kid, the, all the kids oh yeah no they're all in other stuff I yeah, I, yeah I actually like that approach I think it's a bit of fun once you mix it up a bit and bring new ones in as well but what I also like is that say the character the blonde pure girl she's completely different in the other shows so he's not using them in the same way and then the main woman who's playing the kind of devil witch character yeah she was the mom, the mom in Hill House, House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fair play to her she gets to, she's like in full Jessica Fletcher mode every person she meets she's in a different costume has a different accent yeah. she's like so unnecessarily disguising herself that I love all that stuff I think this show all these shows are like an actor's dream because uh-huh. it's all it's all scenery chewing over the yeah. over the top campy characters she got to be a monkey like when she goes into the lab and oh, like she, she was good in that. She kind of claims she was it, creepy. It kind of gives the impression that she's always like, "I'll warn you before I'm gonna kill you. Just see if you're." Yeah, a good she person. says you shouldn't be here. But you she did say though. There. She did then say to her, "Oh, I could, I would have done it nicely in your sleep, but now I'm doing it this way." So the implication is oh, she's still gonna, gonna kill anyway. them. Yeah. But she's kind of okay. giving them a chance. But she's not really giving them a chance. Like all she said to the young guy was. Oh, are you sure it's you want to go late. ahead? It's not too late. For yeah. what? Like there was yeah, no. Yeah, he doesn't know because he, he's so stupid. Whereas the blonde one, in fairness, she's like, you shouldn't be going in there. That's a bit more of a moral test. Yeah. Whereas your man was already there having his orgy. Why was he not going in on the sprinklers? Other she than didn't. There? She didn't really give the cat guy. She didn't give him any much of a chance, except to say that one's not for sale. But like. But like he's rich. Anything's for so sale. So I guess what was her lesson there? But uh, yeah, it was yeah. like no, you shouldn't just use your influence and your money to. But it's not really like. It's a not test. really much of a test. But the the murder in the lab, that was still freaky, but I don't think... I think the first murder was so good that my murder expectations are high, oh, high, high. it was high. so elaborate and over the top. I mean, it's, yeah, it's going to be hard to top that yeah. one. Yeah, but the, when she... She then was inside a monkey attacking her, so she seems to, like, possess animals and stuff as well. I thought, yeah, I thought that was a really cool shot where she picks up her phone to take a picture of her and it's the monkey. I it was know. just, like, good scare. There's some, he's got to... Like, he, he knows... So horror good. inside out you know he makes very effective scares now we should say he's got a number of other directors working on this mm-hmm. with him but you know the tone is consistent throughout but the family dynamic is what's so totally outside of the horror stuff the family dynamic's brilliant the money stuff's brilliant like I think this is really flexing this is stretching beyond horror like this is also oh yeah like it's so but that's why Mike Flanagan good. is so good with all yeah. his work because he puts a lot of work into the writing and the mm-hmm. dialogue and all the characters get really juicy interesting monologues like uh, Bruce Greenwood's monologue in episode 4 about the lemons oh that was so it's so good. fun and now it's very you know quote unquote written but the writing is so sharp and so incisive and so funny you know you and get we were a laughing. You, you get a you get a you know you make hashtag you make lemon a new adjective for describing cool and it's like and uh, then at the very end he goes and after all that you can make lemonade yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it good it was so good and i think what what the central mystery that you reference in the show that's fascinating for us is we're watching him as a young man seems quite a moralistic character we're watching him slowly be corrupted but we don't know at what point and his sister's awesome as well and all that weird shit that happened in the first episode with, with the their mother. mom like, let's yeah. not forget that I mean that was so creepy that was so creepy and him and the sister have I don't know what they've done we think they've like made a pact with the devil or something for their success yeah it's definitely a Faustian fa- fa- but fact. he doesn't at the end of episode 4 they still don't seem to realise in the two weeks ago bit they still don't seem to realise that whatever deal they made is finally being 
Well, we don't know. Whatever as cash a, they've written has finally been checked. Like, wait, what, what, no. Whatever check they've written has finally been cashed. What we know is that the brother and sister, Madeline and what's his name, of the, of the Usher family, they are both now aware that she is there. But they don't they, seem to quite recognise her yet. No, they do. We've seen her. He recognises her. Um, he has that moment. Do you remember they get they get that such a funny scene? Oh, so funny, with Mark, Mark Hamill, Hamill, where yeah. he kept singing "Hands." I mean, that's the other thing we should say. This show is laugh out loud yeah, funny. Yeah, we like, probably laughing. It's at that. really funny. Um, but he gets he does get an enhanced photo, and they both recognise her. Madeline, the um, the aunt, goes to a, a specific venue, which I think might be the pub they visited when so. they first saw her in the flashback, and looks and looks at it significantly. He's. Uh, looking at her and looking at a, at a wall. Now, what's what's confusing is that they later see each other about his health issues and don't discuss it. That's what confused me. That made me put they hadn't put the threads together. Um, but they know. But they've seen her face and they're thinking about her. And then he had some. But he, they're probably thinking. But you're probably if you're like okay, we're watching it now. But like, you wouldn't be like, oh, that's the woman we met in the seventies. She hasn't changed at all. Yeah. Like they might they might both be like, I recognise her, but I don't know where. But from. we don't know what's how that ends. That that scene so that I think that that sort of flashback stuff so I think yeah. she comes back and is a significant person we need all, and this is another really good thing he did in Haunting of Hill House he's brilliant at flashbacks like yeah, brilliant yeah they're all woven together really they're well woven together you know, so well do you know what's also really good about the show is that there's so much going on uh-huh. um, but it all kind of there's never there's a real sense of momentum with it yeah, 100% they all yeah. kind of weave in and out very it's well it's a very rich show there's always something happening I think that's why we're so invested in like continue to watch it the final death we've seen so far of the siblings is the older kind of English brother who's like supposedly the video game creator and all that stuff that happens with him and the cat loved it yeah really so fun good. pure horror well I gotta say, we uh, we um I didn't look much into the the sort of background of the show. I was vaguely aware that it was adapted from a short story from Edgar Allan Poe, but when I looked at the next episode title on Netflix, it was called The Telltale Heart, which I am aware is an Edgar Allan Poe short story. And only then I realised all the episodes are named after Edgar Allan Poe short stories. Um, and which they is really all seem to, which is really interesting. So I he, thought it was just based on the house. Oh, so did I. But he seems to have adapted that as the framework that whatever that story is house to the fall of the house of usher it's literally the title and then each of these sort of deaths is an adaptation of a specific short story i mean that's very clever i am reading them all when we finish this series it has to be the sister then the heart surgeon scientist sister next time i mean she's doing something so unethical she's doing human like she's coming from a good place but she's doing it and she knows it's wrong so she's she's basically to her mind and missing this poor ill woman and like I guess we're gonna put something really dodgy on her heart but like then it's interesting she knows it's not ready for human trials she knows she deserves what's coming to her but she doesn't seem to know that her dad is vascular dementia and it's like his race against time and that's why he's pushing it so much so that's all fascinating I love how the remember they said the blonde one was the cleverer sister and how she got her by the way sorry all of their sexual relationships are so fucked up she's got her (laughs) two her boy and girl PAs who slash but she, she had them sign consent forms. I don't think that's even... It's not legal because illegal. consent can be revoked at exactly. any time. Exactly, that doesn't make any sense. Um, but the but the NDAs, I guess, would hold up. But the the fact that she made them both wear uniforms. and Like when she said, I'm going to starfish and if I don't come twice. <laughs> that's so, <laughs> so funny. funny. Um, but basically, so she... Anyway, someone said she's the cleverest and she figured out via them by sending the right people and asking the right questions, I guess, that the sister was like kind of 
dropping bodies on the monkey side so so there she was really coming at that sister and there's like a kind of few that they've talked about yeah but um there's just so much good stuff going on i can't, i just can't wait to see any more i'm loving the red-haired sisters plot so the two legitimate ones they call all the other ones the bastards i love that she that really weird thing where she makes her husband have like fake dinners with escorts and then she like watches them yeah and like i don't think the husband gets her and she's, get, the she's getting off on it no as far as we has to have dinner with them as far as we can tell they, they just have dinner and they role play like a, a perfect married couple's evening and, and that's what she gets and off then on the devil one comes in and she's it's really like, interesting i've had such a day she's like the best actress of all time i was like something should be ringing alarm bells for them she even talks about like grieving her brother side note i love how when the siblings die none of the other siblings care yeah They're just like Ugh. But they all hate each other And then they're trying to make The English guy read out The press statement <laughs> he reads Oh it that out was and goes, so funny you know, I, We are very saddened To announce the death Of our sister Age 35 <laughs> So like, funny Who would say but this that was, that, that was a funny Bit of writing But he sold it So well Yeah Because he He's really good He played um, He was one of the few Of them who actually Had any emotion And empathy Yeah I think he was He was the only one Who was upset when he, the, when Prospero died, he was friends with Prospero. He was the only one. He was really the scene where he gets Prospero really by Agra was very fun as well. Yeah, and we'd yeah. seen him and his sister hanging out the night before in the sofa. So we we knew he had relationships with those two. I think it's going in order of age. So I think that Prospero was the youngest, then the blondie one. Oh maybe then yeah. it would be the heart surgeon. Oh no, sorry, then the English guy. Then I think the heart surgeon. Then the red haired one. Then finally Elliot from ET. Yeah, That's right. my theory. Yeah. Elliot from ET's wife, by the way. Horrific. Oh, awful but then stuff. the scene was so funny when he was trying to get her fingerprint in the facial. <laughs> he's he he's plays comedy really well he's as well. He's really like. good. He's very camp in this yeah. one. He's very different from um, in the Haunting of Hill House. And then I think the the whole mystery of like what is the dad signed up for and like what is going on. He keeps talking about how his sisters in the basement in the present. I'm horrified. Oh, something's something creepy's down there. <laughs> it was so yeah. good the first time when he said, "My mom's right behind you," and your man refused to turn around, and then we saw her move. Oh, out of the that way. was so good. And uh, now he's done that trick before, but it's a very effective very trick. Effective, yeah. The other thing that's happening in that uh, in that scene with uh, the Bruce Greenwood and the and the um, the investigator um, is, or the fraud guy, is he keeps getting texts from his granddaughter. He claims they're from his granddaughter. Right? Oh, I forgot that. He yeah. keeps, it's very specific. He keeps getting texts and Augie or whatever he's called keeps saying, do you need to get that? Do you need to talk to your granddaughter? And he keeps saying, no, it's fine. So I think he's deliberately invited him here for a purpose. I think that the drink seems quite significant as well. Yeah. That he keeps the million dollar drink. I think he's maybe poisoned. He's planning to take his own life and he's taking Augie with him perhaps. But then he seems to kind of respect him. Well, I don't I think, know. I feel like he's planning something. Something's he's receiving very specific texts. On some level, it's like he's acknowledging that he's gone down a wrong path because, and when we see him as a young guy, like he does at one point try and rail against the kind of the forgeries or whatever. But then on the other hand, he takes great glee in being super evil. Like he offered fifty million dollar bounty on well, his own kids. You you would only he probably only is confessing because he knows that this guy's about to die. Do you know that's potentially yeah. another... Or also, at this point, though, and it's a fascinating thing to learn in the first episode, but, like, all of his kids died over the period of two weeks. Like, yeah. that is some intro to a character. Like, he's nothing <laughs> yeah. left to live for. We also meet his wife, which is so disturbing, in that he deliberately married her because she's the person who has ingested more and still alive of his drug than anyone else ever has. And then he even says... Well, that to... Go on. He says... 
she says, oh, I'm going to cut down on it. And he's like, don't. Well, they, they, I was thinking about this. This is because at first I was like, I, I don't really get what's going on here. Like, why why did he marry a, you know, a 20-something Dublin amputee? It's so specific. It's so you know? specific, Now, yeah. she is also in one of the Midnight Mass. And she's Sorry, really the, good. the Midnight Club show. She's a great actor. Yeah, but they had no, there was no context for it. it yeah, and that's like, we I don't understand. And we they don't give you any background, really, except that, but then it all starts to make sense. And then I realized she's a trophy wife, but not in the way of you know a traditional old married old white rich dude would have a beautiful blonde trophy wife it's like she's a trophy in that she is literally the example of the success of his drug yeah what his that's original dream yeah, was yeah exactly he's like you live in that you're living pain free so she's the yeah she's his trophy in that regard and right? she but it's so sad because because i think his very first vision of the drug it did become because he was like, that wasn't my drug, that wasn't me. Like it became what he didn't want. But now he's more evil than ever. I love when we see his old mentor slash boss slash whatever the hell he was, giving this really big speech. And we realize and realize that that's the same speech he had given his kids like yeah, half an episode so ago. Good. The writing is just yeah. so No, it's the good. same episode. No, but it had been like In- half an episode beforehand. They weren't like back to back scenes. Oh, sure. Yes, it was only as yeah. the boss was talking, we are like, oh, we've heard all this recently. Yeah. God, there's just so much to talk about with this show. I can't wait to hear what our listeners think they're going to love it. Oh my God, it's it. so good. Yeah. Also, that guy is a Battlestar Galactica alumni along with uh, Madeline, the aunt. Madeline, uh, the, like, the aunt is very sinister now. But also, I love that our dynamic with her and his first wife in the past. I think she's going to kill the first wife or something. Yeah, for, for sure. The first wife also did outright say, I don't like your sister, which is like... Pretty, and Madeline pretty hardcore knows that it is going to kill her <laughs> to allow him to unlock his full but potential. they're not evil yet, though, where we still are in the past, in like the 70s or wherever it is. He's still with the first wife. He's got a happy family life. He like reads poetry to her. Like Madeline doesn't seem evil yet. Madeline just wants to make sure he gets his just desserts around what they foresee as his, they see his inheritance being. Yeah. So yeah, that's just fascinating. So I both can't wait. Even though we're at the end, it's so clever that we're going we're we're going back to two different time periods, and we've a present. But we're both dying to know what happens in both of the two previous periods. Yeah, it's so clever. Like, could you imagine how hard it is to write this stuff? It's very clever. Yeah. It's very well structured, very well thought out. But I also got to call out just the strength of the the dialogue and how and the tone, mm-hmm. how it can just like so deftly be really creepy and horrifying one minute and gross and then f- laugh out loud funny yeah the next so clever so i love it yeah, I love it's a, all it's a lot of fun it's really fun i show. think though i just think it might have peaked at the first guy's death in terms of oh in terms of the ingeniousness like of how the death. visual it was yeah, yeah. sure like it yeah. looked incredible but that being said i really enjoyed all the cat shenanigans of the cat like leaving all this stuff under his pillow jumping oh, out at him scratching his eye like that was all fantastic I just love the idea of him knocking these walls down with Thor's hammer as well. <laughs> I think the end is going to be insane when we're just watching all the dead siblings like lurching around the house like the dad seems to have had always a gift to see dead people and the sister because they both saw their mom when she was dead as well did they? yeah the mom was dead wasn't she? they buried her and everything and then she came up again I thought the implication there was that she wasn't dead. They thought she was dead. Right. They buried her alive. But he definitely sees dead people. And then at the very, very beginning, we see him at the last funeral and he's definitely seeing your one, the mom from Haunting of Hill House. 
yeah, but that's like, in the midst of his, you know, quote unquote hallucinations. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So I mean, true. the show, the show with the with the ghost stuff is implying that that could all be in his head. But then there is some genuinely supernatural stuff happening with the, the you know, the mysterious lady, who who is just flitting in and out of... She still hasn't met Elliot from E.T. yet. I mean, she turned into a monkey. We saw that. So there is a supernatural... And she was, I think, a cat. The Elliot from E.T., we've yet to see her meet him, so I can't wait to see how that goes down. Yeah. So good. Anyway, we shall be back when we finish the series. Yes, Uh, lots of fun. Let us know uh, what you think if you're halfway through or maybe you've finished it at this stage. Yeah, and we Um, shall be back. And we'll come back and, uh, yeah, we'll do another episode finishing it off. But lots of fun. Keen to hear what you guys think. Chat to us in the comments. Bye. Bye. Don't forget, if you want to listen to the next part, head over to patreon.com forward slash the cinema.